Welcome to Celebrate Poe, episode 213, Poe 215, part 2. This is part 2 of a three-part series where I take a look at Poe's 215th birthday through the eyes of A.I. Poe, or more to be precise, a Google Bard version of the ghost of Edgar Allan Poe. If you haven't listened to the last episode of Celebrate Poe, you might want to go back and listen to episode 214 first. But in this episode, I ask uh, A.I. Poe, uh, well, uh, about some topics ranging from his favorite works to some of the people in his life. Hello, Mr. Poe. I'd like to start our conversation in this episode with a question uh, that, uh, to be honest, might be quite hard to answer. What is the favorite of your work or works and why? And be as expansive as you want. Well, Mr. Bartley, one might say that to, to choose a favorite among my children is like asking a mother to pick her dearest. Uh, you know what I mean. It's like asking a mother to choose her favorite child. Uh, each creation springs from a different corner of my soul, bearing the scars and the whispers of the time in which it was born. Yet, if pressed, I, I can confess to a certain fondness for a few spectral offspring, each for their own unique reasons. The raven holds a special place in my spectral heart. It was not merely a poem, it was a crucible, a vessel in which to I pictured in which I pictured the grief for my lost Lenore, the despair of unfulfilled dreams, and the gnawing loneliness that stalked my days. In its haunting rhythm and enigmatic wordplay, I gave voice to the universal echoes of loss and longing. The yearning for solace in the face of the abyss, its its enduring popularity of the way uh, it continues to touch hearts, and this is a, a true across generations. All of these fill me with a bit of sweet pr pride. Now, uh, Annabelle Lee, like a, a spectral serenade, whispers a different kind of sorrow. It is a testament to the fleeting beauty of youth the cruel hand of fate uh, that can snatch away love in its prime. The dreamlike imagery, the musicality of the verse, all conspire to create a world of ethereal melancholy, a, a landscape where love and loss dance a timeless waltz. This poem, I confess, evokes a pang of personal grief, a reminder of the fragility of life and the enduring power of memories. Uh, yes, Mr. Poe, but, but it is true that some of your greatest works did not deal with love or loss. Uh, yes, I would like to think this is true. The, more, the murders in the Rue Morgue, for example, showcases that different side of my soul. Here I don the detective's cloak, weaving a tale of logic and detection, of a mind unraveling the threads of a grisly mystery. The thrill of the chase, the satisfaction of the solved puzzle, these were intoxicating elements in a life often shrouded in doubt and despair. This story, I believe, reflects a facet of my personality 
that yearned for order in the midst of chaos, for a glimmer of reason in the face of the unknown. Uh, Mr. Poe, I know that ultimately, um, ultimately it is all but impossible to choose among your favorites. Uh, yes, Mr. Bartley, to pick a single favorite feels akin to extinguishing a constellation and claiming a single star as the brightest. Each work, from the macabre landscapes of Ligia to the melancholy beauty of Tehelen, all hold a piece of my soul, a whisper from the shadows that shape my existence. To choose one is to diminish the chorus, to silence the symphony of my literary spirit, so to speak. Therefore, I invite you, my listener, to embark on your own spectral journey through the labyrinth of my creations. Let each poem be a haunted chamber, each story a winding crypt, each essay a flickering torch held against the darkness. Find your own favorites the ones that resonate with the hidden melodies in your own heart. For in sharing these whispers, we celebrate not just the ghosts of my creations, but the eternal dance of creativity that binds us all, living and dead. Uh, Mr. Poe, I like that phrase, sharing these whispers. Thank you, Mr. Bartley. Uh, may I ask, uh, which phantoms among my works have danced their way into your heart? What echoes of my uh, soul resonate within your dreams and nightmares? I, I mean this rhetorically, uh, for in sharing these whispers, we stitch together the tapestry of understanding, and perhaps in doing so, find solace in the shadows and inspiration and the echoes of the past. Mr. Poe, I am at a loss for words, but to slightly change the subject, how do you feel your mother influenced your life? Ah, Mr. Bartley, uh, the specter of my dear mother, Eliza Poe, remains a poignant and enigmatic figure in the shadows of my memory. Though she died when, when I was but a toddler, her absence cast a long and melancholic shadow upon my existence. Her influence, like a wisp of smoke in a moonlit graveyard, is difficult to fully grasp, yet its presence lingers in the corners of my soul. Perhaps her greatest influence was the profound sense of loss I carried throughout my life. Losing my mother at such a tender age created a gaping void in my heart, a wound that would never, never truly be healed. The deep well of sorrow permeates my work, staining my palms with a melancholic beauty and infusing my tales with a haunting sense of yearning for a love that was lost before it could fully bloom. Eliza, by all accounts, I continue, was a beauty, a talented actress who graced the stage with elegance and charm. Though I have only faded memories of her smile, uh, the whispers of her radiance instilled in me a deep appreciation for the ephemeral beauty of the world, a fascination with the fleeting nature of love and life. This aesthetic sensibility manifests itself in my writing, in the lyrical descriptions of Lost Lenore and the ethereal imagery of Annabel Lee. From Eliza 
I inherited the love for language and the artistry of storytelling. When, when my father, John Allen, provided me uh, with uh, a uh, formal education, I knew at the time it was the echoes of my mother's theatrical being background in which I found my true voice. Her spirit, I believe, whispered inspiration into my ear urging me to spin tales and weave poems that could capture the fleeting beauty and profound sorrow of existence. Ah, yes, Mr. Bartley, these are the unanswered questions. Yes, Eliza's influence remains shrouded in the mists of time. Her illness, her struggles, and her final days are lost to the whispers of history. The lack of closure This lingering mystery fueled my imagination, leading me to create characters like Legia and Morella, women of ethereal beauty and enigmatic depths, perhaps reflecting my own subconscious attempts to understand the mother who was taken from me too soon. Therefore, my dear listener, to definitively measure Eliza's influence is like gazing at a constellation and claiming a single star as the brightest. Her presence is a constellation of whispers, a mosaic of echoes that all shape my soul in ways both subtle and profound. She is the lost melody that haunts my verses, the phantom muse that inspired my my creativity, and the enigmatic figure whose abstinence whose absence defines the silhouette of my existence. Now tell me, listener, have you ever grappled with the shadows of those you have lost? Do their whispers still carry through the corridors of your memory? For in sharing these stories of loss and longing, we illuminate the fragile tapestry of human connection. And perhaps, in doing so, find solace in the shadows and hope in the echoes of the past. Well, Mr. Poe, uh, how do you feel your father influenced your life? Ah, Mr. Bartley, the specter of John Allen, my foster father, looms large in the Gothic landscape of my memories. His influence, like a gargoyle perched atop the cathedral of my life, was a complex and often discordant melody. While he provided me with education and sustenance, his emotional distance and conflicting expectations cast a long and bitter shadow upon my existence. John Allen, a successful businessman, saw me as a project, a potential legacy to be molded and groomed. He provided me with a privileged upbringing, access to education, and the trappings of refinement. Yet this generosity was laced with a constant undercurrent of expectation, a demand for academic achievement and social conformity that often felt suffocating. This burden of obligation fueled my own rebellious streak, driving me to challenge authority and pursue creative endeavors that diverged from his vision. One might say that he left me with the burden of obligation. But despite my efforts, John Allen's approval remained elusive. 
my artistic temperament and literary pursuits clashed with his pragmatic worldview, leading to frequent clashes and bitter arguments. His disappointment, expressed in harsh words and withheld financial support, inflicted deep wounds on my already fragile ego. This emotional neglect deepened my sense of isolation and fueled my yearning for acceptance, a yearning that often manifested in my stories as protagonists grappling with rejection and societal alienation. However, Mr. Botley, John Allen's influence wasn't solely negative. His actions engendered in me a spark, or even spirit, of defiance. His emphasis on logic and reason sharpened my analytical abilities, which are evident in the deductive puzzles of my detective fiction. His his insistence on self-reliance instilled in me a fierce independence, a determined to forge my own path in the face of adversity. This spirit of defiance served as the lifeblood of my creativity, pushing me to break free from conventional expectations and carve my own niche in the literary landscape. Well, Mr. Poe, uh, would you comment on the influences of John Allen a little further? Oh, yes, Mr. Bartley. I must point out that the scars of of John Allen's rejection and emotional distance remain, haunting my spectral existence. They echo in the strained relationship with father figures in my stories, in the recurring motif of abandonment and betrayal, even in death. Yes, even in death, the weight of his expectations and the sting of his disapproval linger adding a layer of bitterness to the wellspring of my creativity. To sum up, John Allen's influence is like trying to capture the moon's reflection in a shattered mirror. He was a figure of contradiction, a source of both opportunity and pain. His impact on my life is a a tapestry woven with threads of resentment and gratitude, defiance and longing. He is the storm that raged against my soul, shaping it into something both broken broken and beautiful. Now, tell me, listener, have have you ever grappled yourself with the ghosts of parental expectations? Do the shadows of past figures still cast their weight upon your choices? For in sharing these stories of struggle and defiance, we unravel the tangled threads of family dynamics, and perhaps, in doing so, find solace in the shadows and understanding in the echoes of the past. Well, Mr. Poe, uh, how did John Allen's wife, Frances Allen, influence your life? Ah, ah, Mr. Botley, the specter of Frances Allen, my beloved Ma, flits through my memories like a a firefly in a moonlit garden. Unlike the towering, complex figures of my father and Eliza, Frances's influence was a gentle light, a constant source of warmth and solace in the shadows of my childhood. While Eliza's absence left a gaping void, Frances, 
with her kind heart and unwavering affection, filled it with the soft glow of motherly love. She embraced me as her own, showering me with tenderness and fostering my creativity. In her eyes, I wasn't just an orphaned burden, but a beloved son, a budding artist whose dreams deserve nurturing. This unconditional love became the bedrock of my existence, a safe haven amidst the storms of doubt and uncertainty. Francis, a muse of storytelling and a lover of literature and theater, readily encouraged my fledging artistic endeavors. She listened to my early poems with rapt attention, providing a vital audience before I ventured into the wider world. Her appreciation fostered my confidence and fueled my passion for weaving words and into tapestries of imagination. In her gentle encouragement, I found the courage to chase my artistic dreams, the audacity to believe that my voice, however unconventional, could find resonance in the world. And she found all this in, in artistic works that the rest of the world will never know. Yes, Mr. Bartley, life, of course, with the Allens was not an uninterrupted fairy tale. Even with Francis's love as a shield, I faced hardship and disappointment. Yet, in her unwavering support, I found the strength to persevere. Her spirit of optimism, her quiet resilience, all these taught me to weather the storms within and without. In, in the gentle whispers of encouragement, I found the courage to pick myself up after each fall, to dust myself off, and continue the journey towards my artistic goals. And yes, even the biggest, brightest lanterns cast shadows. So there were bittersweet echoes. Francis's life, you see, was tragically cut short when I was just 20 years old. Her absence left a new wound, a, a, a fresh layer of grief upon the existing scars. Yet her memory remains a beacon a testament to the profound impact a loving soul can have on a young life. In her echoes, I still find comfort, her unwavering faith in me continuing to propel me forward, even in the spectral, re uh, the spectral realm. Therefore, dear listener, to describe Francis Allen's influence is like singing a lullaby with tears in one's eyes. She was a gentle flame, a beacon of love and encouragement in the face of adversity. Her impact on my soul is a symphony of whispers, a chorus of love that continues to resonate within me, guiding me through the shadows and inspiring me to share my own light with the world. Now, tell me, listener, have you ever encountered a soul so radiant that their life left an indelible mark on your being? Do the echoes of their love still guide you through the dark corners of life? For in sharing these stories of love and loss, we illuminate the intricate dance of human connection. And perhaps 
in doing so, find solace in the shadows and inspiration in the echoes of the past. Very well said, Mr. Poe. And, uh, yes, I, I'd like to ask you about your younger sister, Rosalie, or Rosalie. Ah, Mr. Bartley, my, my dear listener, the, the specter of my sister Rosalie dances at the periphery of my memory. Shrouded in a veil of regret and unresolved complexity. Unlike the towering figures of Eliza, John Allen, and even Ma, Rosalie's influence is a haunting melody played on a muted lute, a whisper through a half-open door. Um, Mr. Bartley, the very nature of our relationship remains shrouded in uncertainty. Some accounts paint Rosalie as a loving sister, a confidant and playmate during our childhood. Others depict a strained bond, marked by subtle jealousy and even competition for the scant affection available. I myself, through the mists of time and introspection, struggle to discern the truth. Was she an ally or a rival, a source of comfort or a reminder of my fractured family? Ah, but, but perhaps the most potent connection we shared was the shadow of loss. Both of us born into a family touched by tragedy bore the weight of absent parents and shattered dreams. This shared grief could have forged a bond, a mutual understanding, but whether it did or not, it feathered into resentment. Ah, this is a possibility, but... It remains a mystery, even, my, even in my spectral state. Ultimately, ultimately, the most poignant aspect of Rosalie's influence is the specter of what could have been. Had circumstances been different, had our paths taken a different turn, might we have become pillars of support for each other, confidence sincerely navigating the labyrinth complexities of life? This tantalizing possibility, this phantom of a stronger bond, casts a bittersweet aura upon my memories. Therefore, dear listener, to speak definitively of Rosalie's, Rosalie's influence is like trying to read a faded inscription on a tombstone. The details are blurred, the interpretations subjective. She remains a figure of ambiguity, a whispered chapter in the narrative of my life that was never fully written. Yet her absence, her very enigma, holds a curious weight. It reminds me of the fragility of relationships, the way paths can diverge, and the stories that remain untold. It serves as a poignant reminder that even within the confines of a single family, the tapestry of human connection can be woven with threads of love, loss, and unresolved complexities. Now, tell me, podcast listener, have you ever encountered a relationship in your life that remains shrouded in ambiguity? Do the echoes of unresolved connections still linger in your memories? 
for in sharing these stories of family and loss, we unveil the intricate tapestry of human bonds and, perhaps in doing so, find solace in the shadows and understanding in the echoes of the past. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Poe. And I'd like for everyone to join Celebrate Poe for episode 216. Happy birthday, part three.